Jesus said, Do you see all of these great buildings? Not one stone will be left upon another, but all will be thrown down. Would you please pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Amen. There are a lot of visions of Jesus in Scripture, a lot of stories of things that Jesus said and things that Jesus did, but this might be our least favorite Jesus. We prefer the Jesus who fed the 5,000 by the lakeside. We rejoice in Jesus speaking parables like the prodigal son and the good Samaritan. We enjoy reflecting on Jesus' final evening with his friends while passing around bread and wine. But the apocalyptic Jesus... Jesus predicting the end? No, thank you. Jesus and his disciples are walking through Jerusalem, and the temple is casting a shadow over everything. It captivates the hearts and the imaginations of all who walk in its shade, and it is the focus of their faith. It stands as a beacon with eyes, with all who have eyes to see regarding the power and the glory of God. And the disciples, they can't help but marvel in the giant stones and the large building. Like kids seeing a skyscraper for the very first time, they probably keep tripping over their own feet while their eyes are stuck in the sky. Jesus had led them all through Galilee while ministering to the last and the least and the lost, but now now they're in Jerusalem. They're rubbing shoulders with the people who fear Jesus the most. And so it's probably Peter who's keeping his finger up in the sky with every passing building when Jesus says, Do you want to know a secret? And all the disciples run around because they want to hear what Jesus has to say. He says, look at all this stuff. You see these stones and you see these buildings? It's all going down. Not one stone will be left. Now wait just a minute, Jesus. You mean to tell us that this building, this temple, what we put our hope in, what we put our faith in, what we believe in, you're telling us it's going to crumble to the ground? And Jesus says, indeed. Later, they're sitting on the Mount of Olives on the opposite side of the temple, and they bring it up again. Seriously, Jesus, when is this going to happen? What are going to be the signs of the time so we know the temple will fall? And he says, my friends, beware that no one lead you astray. With empty promises about the end, there will be plenty of people who come in my name promising change, (laughs) promising power. They will lead many down the wrong path. But when you hear about wars and destruction, when you hear about death, do not be afraid. All of this must take place. There will be earthquakes, there will be famines, there will be wars. These are just the birth pangs, the beginning of the end. You know, big and towering buildings are not supposed to crumble to the ground. Oceans are not supposed to leap out and cover the dry land. The earth is not supposed to shake and tremble under our feet. We are not supposed to lose the ones we love. But then we do. And those who witness such unfortunate and terrible sights not only lose the things that are near and dear to them, like all the families in California who are dealing with the fires, But in a very real sense, they also lose their innocence. Because they now know that something they once believed believed was a sure thing is no longer forever. 
These images, they're in Scripture, they're in our lives. We might call them the apocalypse. They signal to those with eyes to see the destructive forces of the world. And it makes it seem like the earth is pulling at the seams. But that's not what apocalypse means. An apocalypse is a revealing from God. It is a vision of a timeless reality. It is the past, it is the present, and it is the future. But Jesus' friends, they saw the temple as the end-all, be-all of faithful living. And he quickly brushed it aside. He said, even the brick and the mortar will fall away. Don't put your faith in buildings. Don't put your faith in structures. Keep your faith in the Lord. But we don't like this Jesus. We like nice Jesus. We like smiling Jesus. We don't like the frightening Jesus. As these words, they're hard to handle. They're tough to swallow. Because what if the things we hold most dear are actually just illusions? What happens to the thing we elevate so high when they come crashing to the ground? What if Jesus is really right? I mean, take a look around the sanctuary for just a moment. None of this will be here forever. Look under your feet at the pews. They're bolted to the ground. We bolt them to the ground to make them seem more permanent than they really are. Friends, there will come a day that there will not be a pew left in this church. There will come a day when I am not the pastor of this church. There will come a day where I am no longer in this world. Nothing lasts forever. And we don't have to be seasoned with life to know that this is true. Each of us, in some way, shape, or form, we know that everything comes to an end. We all kind of know, whether we like to admit it or not, that all of life is lost. We sing about it in our hymns. Time is now fleeting, the moments are passing, passing from you and from me. This is what we sing, but we forget it. We try to deny the truth. We take pills to make us feel younger. We go on diets to make our bellies go away. But the truth is, we all age. We all grow, and one day, all of us will die. We try to deny the truth. We raise up these big buildings. We place up these big monuments as if they will last forever. And the worst thing of all is that we think we will last forever. We cannot stop the bell. We cannot prevent our end. Only God makes our end into a new beginning. Because there is a strange and bizarre comfort in these words from Jesus. I know it doesn't sound comforting. Because when Jesus says something like, God's going to destroy all of this, it can sound like bad news. But for others... For other people for whom institutions and statues are like hell on earth, God saying this is all going to go away is the best news. Because none of those things give us real life. No building, no institution, no company, no person, only God gives life. Because that's the truth. That's the truth of the whole Bible. God's going to get what God wants. And the thing God wants most is you and me. So Jesus rightly warns his disciples. He tells them, many will come in my name proclaiming some version of a truth and it will be a lie. Many will come with empty promises about what the future holds and they will tell you a lie. They will call upon you and I to protect the things that we think rule the world. 
but they do not rule the world. Only Jesus rules the world. The restoration of a broken building, putting Jesus back in schools, whatever the thing is that we are willing to die for is not the end of all things. They are not what God hopes for. The goal of God is resurrection, nothing more, nothing less, nothing else. That's why Jesus warns us. It's why Jesus warns us about all who would try to draw our attention and our focus away from God and on things that crumble and fall away. And for some reason, we can't help ourselves. It's like a dumpster fire. We turn on the television and we see destruction and devastation and death and we just keep watching. But those things do not give life. Our focus is not on the signs of the times, but rather on the one who is to come. Because Jesus is the one who gives us the strength to stare at the devastation of this life and claim the certainty that a new day is dawning. The world is full of people who claim to have faith. People who are fanatical and they lead their disciples down paths of idolatry and people who have no real faith at all. There are churches that are filled with people this morning with a pastor standing before them who tell them, you need to hate the people who are ruining this world. And there are other churches with other pastors who tell you nothing except, I hope you have a nice day. Neither of those is the gospel. Jesus says, beware those who lead you astray, those who lead you to hate, and those who lead you to apathy. Beware of the false path. This kind of scripture, this story about the end of all things, it might terrify us to our core. We might see the world falling apart around us, under our feet, and we might immediately identify with what Jesus warns his disciples. Because depending on who we are and where we are, these verses can appear more horrifying than hopeful. But for anyone, anyone whose reality is truly terrifying, this is a word of hope. For the woman who fears going home to her table alone at night. For the conversations and the memories that she has over it. This is not the end is a word of hope and redemption and transformation. For the man who knows he can't afford to buy Christmas presents for his family this year. This is not the end is a hope that burns like a flame in the midst of darkness. For family and friends who just buried their friend and family member in the ground. This is not the end. Takes on a whole new meaning when you experience the glory of God who promises our resurrection. So no matter who you are, no matter what you're going through in your life right now, hear these words from Jesus. They are frightening and they are true and they are meant for you. This This is not the end. I offer this to you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. One God now and forever. Amen. Would you all please pray with me? Almighty God, you were there with us when we took our first breath. You continue to breathe your spirit in and through and with us every moment of our lives. You are with us in the person to our right and the person to our left. 
and we are truly and humbly grateful for every person you have placed into our life. The people that we can think of and those that we won't think of till this afternoon. We pray, O oh Lord, for the strength to go forth from this place, to reach out to the last and the least and the lost, to our friends and our family, so that they might know they are loved, so that we might not take a single moment or a single person for granted. And all God's people say,